Welcome to EQ Minds Recharge Your Mental Health Podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show, and I have some very exciting news. My book, The Mindful High Performer, is now available on Audible. Tap the link in the description to listen to small shifts you can make today to become a calmer, happier, and more productive version of yourself. This week on our podcast, I speak to Dr. Katrina Warren. Dr. Katrina is one of Australia's most recognized vets and pet experts with a media career spanning over 25 years. An established and trusted expert, her beginnings on Totally Wild and Harry's practice is where she became a household name for promoting responsible pet ownership and animal welfare. She's featured on dozens of network productions ever since then, and she's an MC that works with some of the largest brands. And it's her TikTok account, which is soaring because she gives lots of pet tips and advice there. So go and check that out at Dr. Katrina Warren. Today's episode is all about Katrina's story, how pets improve our health, the unexpected benefits of owning a pet for our mental health, and Katrina's health routine for staying so vibrant. Katrina has such a warm energy and her tips around pets and mental health is just brilliant. I hope you enjoy the show today. Let's get started. I am so excited to have Dr. Katrina here with us today on the podcast. Katrina, thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure. Good morning. How beautiful is Chili? Oh, he's a handsome boy. He loves to get his head on camera. He's very upset that people won't be able to hear him, though, on the podcast. <laughs> I would love to hear your backstory, Katrina, before we get started into how amazing pets are for, for mental health and well-being. How did you get to where you are today? I always wanted to be a vet or work with animals when as long as I can remember as a little girl um I, that's all I wanted to do is find a job with animals and then I was very lucky because I went to an agricultural high school and lots of us um worked really hard we had a lot of exposure to the sciences I did agriculture for my HSC uh sheep husbandry for my HSC as well and I was very lucky I got into vet science so that was my dream and then as, we, as I went through the degree and got closer to graduating, I realised that working in a vet clinic probably wasn't for me because I, I cry really easily and I get very upset when animals are in pain and also around euthanasias. So when we graduated, everyone was running off to get jobs in vet clinics and I didn't know what to do. And I, saw, I thought I need to find something else where I can work with animals, promote uh, pet health and pet care. Um, but do something different. And I sent a resume. I remember very clearly watching um, the TV show Totally Wild in my gym, thinking, oh, I'd love a job like that. And I sent resumes out everywhere at the time. There were shows like Wonder World and Burke's Backyard, and I sent it off. Anyway, long story short, I got a job as a researcher on Totally Wild, the kids' show, and it just went from there. So I went from a researcher to a presenter, um, and you really learn when you're on children's TV back in those days. You had to do, it's not like today where we all had phones. We had no phones. We had to research, learn how to produce, uh, you know, do the voiceovers separately. And then it went from there. And then I um, got picked up by Channel 7 to Harry's practice. And I guess the rest is history. Um, that was possibly the best job I could have had for the person I am. It was amazing. It was an amazing opportunity. That is so incredible. You are such an inspiration for our daughter, Clara, because she sounds just like you. You know, she gets really sad when her, I mean, we can't kill mosquitoes in this house because she cries. Yeah. <laughs> so 
I really feel like your journey is such an inspiration for her as well as a little seven-year-old watching you come through that. And, you know, there's a lot of research out there around how pets improve our health and and these unexpected benefits, right, of owning a pet. So I thought maybe we could talk about that. You know, why are pets just so good for us? They are so wonderful. And I guess through my career, because I've now been working in the media for, gosh, a long time, 30 years, I think, or something nearly, I have seen people from all walks of life and all ages, and I have seen that the the love they have for their pets and what they get from their pets in return. And I think it's the constant companionship. I think that the pets are, uh, they don't let us down because they are just always there for us. And so they become, for children, they become confidant. They tell their secrets to their pets. They feel like their pets trust them. And I have to say, um, I feel the same way. I tell my border collie all my secrets. I have a teenage daughter and he's often much happier to see me than she is. And, and we know there's health benefits as well, um, just reducing stress. The act of stroking a pet uh, makes you feel calmer. It reduces your blood pressure. We know for people with depression that um, having a pet can give them a purpose to help them leave the house, to get some exercise and social engagement. And I've been so lucky because I have seen this. I have seen it from little children right through to the amazing impact that pets can have in a nursing home for example that's incredible yeah I was thinking about this the other day you know some of my girlfriends they want to normalize bringing their plus ones as you know bringing their dog rather than a date (laughs) and make them a lot happier at the wedding (laughs) a lot of dogs go to weddings these days and and a lot of you know a lot of people call them in I mean I try not to humanize our pets they still are pets and they are a different species to us but we now compared to when I first graduated from vet science pets are much more a part of the family now they live inside with us not all of them but most of you know most of my friends dogs and cats live indoors with us and we do everything we can to spoil them and you know we include them in birthdays and Christmas celebrations and uh, you know we want them to be part of of the family and we enjoy it makes us smile they are so beautiful and I really feel like going through that pretty discombobulating couple of years of, of the pandemic, how pets really did save us, right, through through lockdown. And why do you think that we saw a surge of, you know, people buying fur babies through that period of time and cavoodles went to astronomical amounts to purchase a dog? Crazy. I think, well, there were some interesting studies at the beginning. I didn't really follow it up as much, but there were some studies out of the States showing that people that had pets were reporting less feelings of loneliness than people without pets, which makes sense. Um, I know for me, Chile was giving me a purpose because I was going out walking with my friends. It wasn't the same without him. It was it was with him. And I think people... It's interesting because, unfortunately, a lot of animals are being surrendered now as a result of all the people they've got. The companions at, at, during COVID because I think people felt like, what if this is our life now? Is this mm-hmm. it? And I know I did for a while too, going, is this it? Is this m- my walls and what I have in here? And everyone went back into their their family bubbles or their relationship bubbles. And if you had a pet with you, you had something else to make you smile and happy and care for. And I think that is why they became so popular. A lot of people got pets, their first time pet owners, they got them for children as well. They were worried about the mental health of their children. Uh, they were worried that we were so isolated. And the prices of Cavoodles was ridiculous. And 
it was horrible to watch actually. And I've noticed the other day I walked past a pet store and I noticed they're now not $9,000, they're down to about $2,500. So the demand mm-hmm. has obviously eased off. But I think there was a bit of FOMO as well. I think people were, were seeing everyone getting these puppies and there was all of these communities online. And so, you know, they wanted to jump on the pet bandwagon. Mm, absolutely. And I think it's a it's a really important thing to note for people who are getting pets, you know, especially that new puppy phase. It's really hard. You know, you're up at nights. It's like having almost like a newborn baby. And I think people forget about that kind of stuff. They just see the cute dog photos and they don't realize actually the hard work that goes behind toilet training and sleep training and all those kinds of things. Yes. And I think during the pandemic, people were home a lot. So some of that angst was taken away because instead of being at work worrying about the puppy at home, you were there at home. But we have this generation of puppies now. So there's two years worth of young dogs or adolescent dogs. So the the dogs that people got this time last year are now 12 months old. And that's traditionally a tricky time anyway, Mm. just because they're teenagers. So they, you often, if you've got a teenage border collie, they will often, you know, chew, dig, bark, do all those behaviors when you're not at home. So you've got these two years of puppies that were never really left on their own that Mm. are now being left on their own. On top of that, you have people wanting to travel again who didn't realise the responsibility and what a nightmare it can be when you're a pet owner when you want to travel. Mm -hmm. It is really tricky. I'm very lucky with my dog Chili because he goes back to his breeder and she's a dog trainer, he has a great time, but I have to get someone to look after my cat. And so if you're away for two weeks, that comes, you know, it's not simple. So I think people are getting stuck and... I know last school holidays there was not there were not enough boarding facilities for the amount of pets that people had. So people were I was getting calls all the time from people asking me, you know, what can I do with my dog in the holidays? Yeah, it's it's a real thing, and and you know, for for us, we had a we did the cavoodle thing through COVID, and our daughter loves animals, loves them. We go horse riding on Sunday. We got the dog. You know, she's our only child, so we thought that'd be great. And then three or four months down the track, I became very allergic to butterscotch. Now, this is a, you know, you think you've done the right thing with the research and did, you know, buy the hyperallergenic dog. However, it was the the protein apparently in the saliva that was setting me off. And sadly, we had to rehome butterscotch to our daughter's best friend. So we still see her every other weekend. She's a beautiful dog, but it was really heartbreaking for our family. It was like a death, right, happened in the family. So for the people out there that are listening who have an allergy, you know, to dogs or cats due to their saliva, what kind of animal could they invest into if they just love animals like what I do? Okay, I guess the, the first thing people should do is obviously speak to an allergy specialist. Um, it sounds like you have severe allergies. So it depends. And some people can be allergic to one animal. So that's why a lot of people are allergic to the cat saliva more than the dogs. And sometimes getting those dogs with the poodle-like coat um, can work but perhaps something like rabbits for your mm. daughter the thing with rabbits though is a lot of people don't realize that rabbits are quite hard work if you want them to be happy I feel terrible when I was a little girl I had a pet rabbit Willie Whiskers and he just lived in a hutch in my garden I'd take him out on the weekends if he was lucky and he probably had a really lonely life rabbits are social creatures they hang in groups they like to have they need another rabbit bonded with them and they love interaction and engagement and they have you know specific dietary requirements they need an exotic vet most regular vets don't really care for rabbits so whilst they are a 
uh, cheaper pet, you know, for the setup and the purchase, they still do need a lot of love. And they don't do very well with really little children either because they're quite fragile. They don't like being picked up. If you think about mm. them, rabbits, rabbits are a creature that get, you know, they, are, they get attacked by other animals. So they get scared if they get picked up off the ground. So they're better for older children. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that because I can imagine Kyra just picking it up all the time and patting it. So that, that's great. I mean, that's just so, so insightful around, around pets and animals. I always tell parents with children to just teach the children that they always sit on the ground when they're handling a pet, whether that be a dog, a, a puppy or a kitten or a, a rabbit or whatever, to sit on the ground so that the animal's really low to the ground so they can let it go and to always let it go if it wriggles. That's you know, my rules mm. around that. Oh, that's good. They're really, really good tips for our little ones out there. Katrina, your health routine, I want to finish up here because you look incredible and you're so vibrant and I want to know, what are you doing? (laughs) What's in your health routine? Thank you. Probably not enough. Um, I have a border collie, so I am very active but not over the top. I walk with him every day, religiously every day, except when there's torrential rain in Sydney and then he goes a little crazy. He would get a good hour every day, so I just fit that in. Um, And then, look, I try and get to the gym. I I love my spin classes and then I get to the gym a couple of other times a week if I'm lucky. Um, But that's really it. I don't do that much anymore. I try and eat well as well. Um, Don't drink much alcohol these days. But no great secrets. Yeah, nice. And for your mental health, I assume it's patting chili. Uh, it must be the pets. It's the pets that are keeping me young. Age is just a number. I can't believe the time. I, I, I can't believe my own age. I cannot believe. I'm turning 55 this year. And what? people can't believe it because in everyone's heads, I am still that girl from Harry's practice who was 30, 31. And that show, That's right. that show finished in 2003. So I'm 20 years on and that's what I've loved. That's what I have loved going on to TikTok of all things, finding people that grew up watching me and they're like, wow, you're still here. You're bringing back memories from my childhood and it makes me really happy. Some of them have got their own border collies now and they've named them Toby after my dog. Makes my heart sing. That is so beautiful. Well, we were definitely huge fans of yours growing up as well, Katrina, and I'd love the audience to to find out more about you. I mean, your TikTok is blowing up at the moment. So maybe if you could let us know where to find you, learn more about pets, and I'll also add it into the show notes as well. Thanks so much. I'm just Dr. Katrina everywhere. That's how you find me. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, everywhere. But thank you for your very, very kind words. It's wonderful having you on the show. Thanks for being such an advocate for, for mental health and for animals. I think it's just an unsung hero out there. People need to know more about it. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's a pleasure. And thank you for spreading the animal love. This podcast and the information contained therein is made available for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide medical advice. This information should not be used as a substitute for competent medical advice from a licensed specialist, doctor or psychologist. Thank you.